Hi everyone. Hello. Morning. Wanted to share from Exodus 20. Uh, I was really struck by verse 2. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And uh, yeah, I was just um, noting how God in his introduction notes what he's done for the people of Israel. Um, brought brought them out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And just thinking about how in every relationship, it's uh, really important to remember the context of what that person has done. And just thinking about, yeah, like even in my relationship with my parents, like who are who are these people to me? And, and when you ask that question, it conjures up thoughts of what they've done. And for me, I think about, you know, that they gave birth to me, that they loved and sacrificed and nurtured me for 17 years and how they continue to support me, love our kids and um, always think about us and things like that. And so, yeah, I just realized for myself that um, there are times when I can uh, really be kind of relationally clueless um, and I think about someone and, and when I see them, I just think kind of, I don't know, I just relate to them out of, you know, what I'm feeling towards them or I don't um, really remember the history that I have with that person and what they've done for me and um, that all comes into play in properly re- properly relating to that person and I realize I can have that cluelessness towards God as well um, just when I'm feeling rebellious I just express that rebellion towards him or um, yeah forgetting the context that God has loved me and he's led me and he's brought me out of um, my life of slavery and uh, so just reminded of, of how I need to remember all, yeah, just the, the, the rich context in which um, and all that God has done for me as I relate to God. Um, and then in verses four through six, um, God says, you know, you shall not make for yourselves a card image um, and you shall not bow down to them or serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. And Jealousy here, you know, it's not the same petty jealousy of us being jealous of our friend because they're better than us or have something we want. Um, This is a different kind of jealousy. And I actually looked up um, the definition of jealousy. And I think the ones that fit here in this context is um, to be intolerant of rivalry or unfaithfulness and to vigilantly guard a possession. So in this case, um, our relationship. And this kind of jealousy is appropriate if someone regards something to be important. Uh, for example, if a husband or wife, you know, if they don't have this kind of jealousy when jealousy when their spouse is having an affair, that would be a problem. Like something is really wrong there, right? Because it's an exclusive relationship and uh, one of much value. And so that ought to arouse proper, je- proper jealousy when that relationship is threatened. Um, so in the same way, God is jealous when we have other idols before him because the nature of our relationship ought to be that He is our one and only God. Um, And not only that, but um, as He's our creator, He knows uh, how we're meant to live and that we could only function properly and thrive when we're in a right relationship with Him. And so uh, His jealousy when we turn to other idols is also because He wants what's best for us. And then in verses five through six, Uh, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. I was just thinking about how um, that, like verse five, that just 
describes the nature of sin and the reality of sin that it's not just confined to the person who sins but it has consequences often um, down the generations um, you know and we know this as we see you know parents um, who you know maybe as a result of sins um, that they've done um, you know their their relationship is broken and that has an effect on their children as children grow up without a mother or a father um, they feel abandoned or um, they um, have issues with trust and issues with um, yeah just uh, uh, commitment uh, because of uh, what they've experienced um, and they're not raised in the safety of a, of a stable family um, and that's just a the reality of sin um, but verse 6 I thought was so hopeful God shows steadfast love to those who love and keep his commandments um, and generational sins you know though we experience the consequences of of those sins um, it doesn't have to have the last word through repentance um, those uh, the effects of those sins um, can can be redeemed and so yeah, we don't have to continue down the same path because we've been saved and we've been redeemed and brought into a new family of redeemed sinners who love God and try to keep his commandments. And as we try to live according to God's design for our lives, the cycle of sin doesn't have to continue. And was just thankful for that as um, this is something that I've experienced and witnessed. You know, I myself came from a broken home and honestly thought that you know, loving families couldn't actually exist. but uh, coming to our church and seeing examples of families who not only love one another but also love complete strangers and take them in and, and love on them. Um, that was the beginning of God showing steadfast love to me and breaking the cycle of sin um, in, my, in my life. And I could think of many others who God has loved and restored and saved. And so I'm just so thankful that we don't have to be chained to the generational sins um, of, our, of our lives and our families. One quick final point, um, just sort of um, reminded again of how God, relating to God properly, always leads to um, relating to people properly, and just how God is a God who cares about people. And so the first four verses of the Ten Commandments is um, how to relate to God, and then um, the final six have to do with relating to people and just appreciating again how the, this is not always the case. A lot of religions um, relating to God is just a matter of piety and doesn't really ma matter how you treat other people. Um, but in 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 Christianity, um, it relating to God, the biblical God properly, it's always the two are always together. They're always married, right? It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself um, because God is ultimately a God of love. So. Um, yeah, I was thankful for that point. All right, have a nice day. Bye. Bye bye.